All right, welcome into the How I Met Your Take podcast. I am your host, Rainy, alongside Austin. And again, Lacey got distracted by work, so it's a week-to-week thing with her. But hopefully she is back next week. We have, I think, a fun show tonight. We're going to talk about, the, of course, the baseball team. We're going to start off with that. Then we're going to get to uh, players and games in Tennessee history that you may have forgotten about. So that ought to be fun. But welcome in. How are you, Austin? It has been a long week. I am freaking great. It's all good and over here in East Tennessee. Like once again, I, I feel very good about the situation of our volunteers. Yes, we had uh, a little bit of a. I guess you could say. I mean, not you say letdown, but that's not even the correct word. I mean, that's just it's just baseball. That's what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, our fan base likes to freak out over every little thing that happens. So they did. We lost two in a row and we came back and found our way again, as some would say, um, which I never really think that we actually lost our way. We just had a couple of losses, which uh, which happens. And um, but uh, they roll over Alabama. And I think that correct me if I'm wrong. Did they outscore them in the series? Twenty four to six. Is that right? Is that correct? Uh, I, th- I think it, it's a, it's somewhere it around. It can be I that. Because it's Bama had I think twelve. Okay, so it they, was they had twenty four Friday to okay. Sunday. My bad. Or, or My two bad. Saturday and four uh, Sunday. Okay, I must have looked at something uh, different on the internet. But we definitely uh, outscored him by a lot, though. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, so someone can yeah. check that and fact check me on that one. Uh, but yeah, they rolled around them. Okay. Uh, no mm-hmm. pun intended, uh, but they did roll over Alabama and won the series. And they seem to lose—I mean, win a lot of series this year. And it has not really stopped because they continue to do that. Um, and Tony Vitello gets ejected um, from from the game. Yeah, and that's more the suspended. story. Let's be honest. This is like is. the series was fun as hell, pretty much uh, compared to the others. Not so much, but um, but but that was. That was a certain thing that made it different. And every series, I feel like, has that moment in it that you remember the most from it. Like, like Luke Lipsius against Missouri touching the plate. Uh, the bat check against Vandy. Oh, yeah. Ole Miss. Forget which one it was. Oh, the, the guy saying, we'll, we'll beat them the next day. Uh, every series has that moment. And Tony V getting injected. And uh, giving the little guy a little, little, little bump to, uh, to uh, the guy from Dodgeball over there. Do you think he meant to actually bump him like that? Okay. Or do you so did, think he, did, did, did he think the official was going to back off? I thought I think he thought they were going to do like the whole like chest to chest like in your yeah. face kind of deal. Yeah. But the umpire was being a little pussy and he <laughs> did a little fake little whoa, whoa, whoa. that's a uh, that's a suspension. He points him and walks. The other direction, like he was scared or something, but yeah. but here's here's the thing. I tweeted this out earlier in the week. He knew he was going to do that before the game even started. Tony Vitello knew he was going to try to get ejected to fire his team up. In my opinion, I think he knew. He already knew. I think that's for sure. I do think what started it was real, and that uh, yeah, because I don't think Frank Anderson would get mad over nothing. That that that's what. That was so what was so unusual about the situation. Frank Anderson is a veteran coach, very I mean, he's not like boring or nothing, but he's not like super emotional, you know, like yeah. Tony. 
And Frank, yeah. he really didn't like something that was going on. And he went over to the Alabama bench or the Alabama um, dugout instead of walking to Chase Tolander, who's holding his arm in pain. Like there was something he did not like over there. And so he wanted to discuss it with the officials or the umpires. And um, I think he was talking to the head umpire who, who, who became famous. But then he started talking to the other umpire. And while he's talking to the other umpire, Maseus, the dodgeball dude, just, just tosses him <laughs> from the game. And, and Frank's just in there like, what? I think the, even the other, other umpire is just like, what just happened? Everyone was just kind of confused on why Maseus ejected him. And then Tony comes out, obviously, in that moment. Cause, and Tony and them, they do have history. He was the umpire from Texas. Mm-hmm. I, he wasn't the umpire who ejected Tony, but they had, they had words in Texas. Wasn't and he it, the same guy in the World Series, too? I, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. The uh, yeah. Texas. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah no, I, he I, wasn't in. He wasn't in Houston. I don't think. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. He, those those umpires are actually terrible too. Yeah, they were. Correctly. I just, um, I, why do we? They they hate. It, they they. I feel like they hate us because they they do. they do they hate us, and we 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 touched on this last week that 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 they hate us because, like, I just. The fans hate us. Everyone hates us, and then it kind of builds, and then the officials kind of get involved with it. And I know they don't like Tony, and I know Tony doesn't like that specific umpire. But you kind of just knew it was coming because I feel like the world just hates us. They they hate it the way we play. They hate the way we we act, which is I don't understand because this team's giving you ratings, dude. This team is talking about like it's being talked about. Oh. This team is being mentioned everywhere. And I don't care what you say, we're helping college baseball. So get over it. I I I think we're just the enemies. And that we is are. the role I love to play. I yes, like to be great. the bad guys. We're it's the great. guys you hate. And the, and they do hate us, but because they don't really care about the sport growing. I mean they do and they don't, but they're not really thinking about it in the in the grand scheme of things, I don't think. Mm-hmm. They just kind of we're a bunch of arrogant assholes, kind of, and they just don't oh, like yeah. that. Because we are, we are, we're pricks, kind of. We, we if you were we an opposing Great. fan base, you'd hate us. You really would. We're the number one team in the country. We have a really good-looking coach, and he gets angry over a lot of things, and he's very emotional, and we have elaborate celebrations, and our fans are attack- Our fans defend us within every right of their ability on Twitter. And we just – there's just – we're such a every, – every, it's such a big situation. It's such a – like we're we're going in every direction. It feels like uh, at, it's, at it's mustard, beautiful. At mustard uh, tiger on Twitter just said we're we're new money. Correct. Mm-hmm. We're 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 new money. That is true. It we're, I, we're it's money. funny. It's funny because I was at the Auburn Tennessee basketball game back in February or March. Maybe it was February, but um, I kind of had a little bit of like these Auburn fans were all around me and they're yelling and I'm like, you guys didn't even know the sport existed until two years ago. And now I'm sitting here like fighting dark fans and they say the same thing to me. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you know, what's True. funny. What do you, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny about, about the, the, the Arkansas fan base and I came across it and this is just hilarious because I love getting on Twitter and just re- finding tweets and retweeting it and then kind of monitoring it throughout the day and see how many people get a hold of it. And then of course, you know, our fan base, on Twitter is going to get a hold of it and they do get a hold of it. And next thing you know, everyone's attacking that person. But there was one particular tweet. I remember from some guy 
they were like, yeah, y'all, so, someone tweeted back and was like, one of our fans tweeted and was like, yeah, you're going to come crying for him when, when, you're, uh, when your coach retires. He's like, they're like, no one in this fan base would ever want to touch Tony Vitello. I'm like, you are such a liar. You are such a liar. They're like, no one would want to touch him because of the way he acts. I'm like, dude, you are such a liar. Yeah, that's why LSU wanted him. What's that's your, why LSU what's, swung a mess on him. I mean, yes, exactly. So, made like, made you're open up the pocketbooks. Yeah. So your comment and your your uh, response is just so irrelevant because there's so many things that that would say that a lot of teams wanted him when well, um, I before have Tennessee heard a lot from Arkansas fans that they think Tony's coming when Van Horn retires, and I'm just like, guys, you know LSU came after him and we opened up our pocketbooks and he didn't leave. You're not better than LSU. Nothing. No way in hell is is Arkansas better than LSU. So how? Are you going to get him? I mean, what are you going to promise him? Like a football coach's salary? I, I don't – even then, I think we'd match it in a way where he would never want to leave. Well, didn't he just sign a 10-year contract? Something like that. A 10-year deal. I'm pretty sure it was like it was like something for 10 years. And, and okay, so if you're – okay, who's going to be the next coach? Okay, well, you're going to have to pay a lot of money. And seeing Tennessee in the NIL in football, we um, have more money than you. We have more money than you. Probably yes. We we probably have more money, Art. So, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Like, like I, I just don't see there being any way they could ever get Tony away. And it's just it's just hilarious to see, see them actually fool themselves into thinking that's a possibility. They have this arrogance of a program that's won ten national titles in baseball and just are the cream of the crop. And they're they're mm-hmm. a great program. They have zero national titles. Zero. Yeah. They have zero. Same number as us. Buddies, and we've been to the College World Series more recent than you have. <laughs> uh, uh, Mustard Tiger chimes in again, and kind of uh, this is a good comparison too. You're on fire with your uh, your uh, comments today, Mustard. Um, he says he compares Tony Vitello kind of like to Steve Spurs in the '90s. He's like, "Oh, no one wanted him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you would. Yeah, you yeah. would. That so, is a perfect that's a, comparison. That's that a really good is. comparison. That. I don't know if there's more perfect one. Lane Kiffin's a little similar, but I think Lane's a little bit uh, – yeah, that, that's about right, actually. That's a good Lane never, Lane never took off at a big program. He, he left here. Yeah, and you, and you got to thank Steve Spurrier in the 90s. He was a new hot commodity. He had offenses that no one could stop. It was a new mm-hmm. brand, and people hated the way their team acted. People hated the way that he acted, throwing his visor down, getting pissed. That's a really good comparison. Tony Callum was a lot like – yeah, yeah, a little bit like Bruce Pearl. Yeah, it, and a little yeah, bit like Nate Oates, but it, it's uh, yeah, I really think, and especially this sport, like people are paying attention to college college baseball that haven't ever paid attention to it before because of Tony, which that's that's definitely true if you look around Knoxville. I mean, we're I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really care about college baseball before 2019, before this program really got going in. And, and obviously, it was hard to get into because you couldn't watch them all the time. But and of course, we we weren't very good, so there wasn't much of a need. <laughs> but yeah, now we're well, now we're the hot commodity. Oh yeah, we're the hot commodity. Uh, as Mustard said, new money. We're new money, and that's that's absolutely correct. And people don't like when new things happen. People don't mm-hmm. like the new guys. The, the the as as Scott Hall would say back in the day, the bad guys. You don't like the bad guys. We're the bad guys, and I. I I, I'm just gonna say it again because I say it all the time. God, it's about time we have a team like this that doesn't get that doesn't care. Like it's so much fun. It's like 
Tennessee has been lacking this kind of swagger and this kind of like, you know, screw you, I don't care, attitude for a long mm-hmm. time. And we finally have that attitude and we're starting to get it back. And I'm going to ask you a question. Is the other sports, football and, you know, basketball and other things like that, are they feeding off of this? I or, actually, I think I said that one time. I think, huh. I think it's kind of like the genesis of it. I think, I think, uh, yeah, one guy in the athletic program having that much swagger and energy, it, it, it almost spreads all, all over. I, I saw in our basketball team this year, they seemed to just be more aggressive and just had like attitude coming out of everywhere. And, uh, the same, and I think the same with football, which, I mean, well, if, if football, we're not necessarily like the arrogant a holes like we are in baseball, but, um, but well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll yeah. see. Because you do you remember the footage of uh, Josh Hypo at UCF when he like runs down the field and he comes back and he's like pumping up the crowd? Yeah, remember that? Okay, yeah. we'll see. Because we'll see. T- Tennessee's getting these recruits, and I, uh, I know it's we have kind of battered ball syndrome when it comes to recruits. Like, oh, they're just players, you know. But when you get a caliber of quarterback that we just got, we have two of them. I, uh, I could definitely see Nico being the kind of guy that pisses everyone off. Exactly. He's, he looks like it. I was he looks at, like Joe Kim Noah back for Florida. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's like that kind of swagger player, and it looks like he's going to piss people off. Because, you know, like, I feel like he's a guy, like, when he scores a touchdown, he's going to, like, look at the opponent and just, like, do something like that, like – yeah. Or like, or like that, or something, some, something yeah. like something's gonna piss them off, and and it goes back, it goes back to what I said. Like, I think Josh Heupel could have that type of swagger because you saw it at UCF when they were really good, and they could they they could actually do it. Mm-hmm. And if he's getting the players, can you imagine the fan base if Josh Heupel and that Tennessee team starts to turn kind of cocky and arrogant? And you need that though. You need that confidence. Could so, you imagine? Okay, just I, imagine? just a whole a whole other scenario. Could you imagine if, jo- if Tony Vitello was the football coach? Could you imagine <laughs> how insane that would be? Yeah. It would be like a bomb going off. I mean, yeah. it would be literally spread nationwide. It would it would be like nothing you ever saw before. But yeah. it, it, he's in a much smaller pond, but he's making it as big as possible. Yes, he is. And did you watch much of the series? Did I watch it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you watched it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Are you thing. worried about our pitchers at all? Of course, we might be losing Dolander for uh, a little yeah, bit of time. That's, you say wor- worried about our pitchers? Yeah. Um, for I think some teams have kind of figured out how we how our pitchers mm-hmm. are. They've got a lot of film on them now. So that's going to happen more often. But uh, I'm not too worried about it because I think – because it's our team that we're going to critique them way harder than we would if they weren't. Because if we were yeah. sitting on the outside looking in, we would be like, good gosh. Because how many times in the game did our pitching save us? I mean, we did give up some home runs uh, against Alabama, and we've, had, we've been giving up home runs lately or, or some, some hits. But if you're an outsider looking in, I think it's a complete opposite. You're like, God, dog. Like, this team is really good. And, like, that's – that's why people hate us so much because they know we're good. Yeah, they exactly. know we're good. They know and, we're good. And I do think it's a little bit coming back down to earth, but they're still good. I mean, Drew Beam. You can argue Drew Beam's probably the best pitcher on this team at this point. He's the yeah. only guy that really hasn't had a bad start. He let up three three home runs against Bama, 
but those are the only three home runs or the only three hits he let up the whole entire game. And yeah. the wind was blowing out of the stadium. So anything that caught on, and we do have a small park. Like, I'll let we that do. be an excuse when I want it to be. <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, we do have a small park, but that doesn't seem like it affects even us. But, I mean, if you think about it, not many – you go back to the pitching thing, what you just talked about. Are you worried about the pitching? No, because our, our park is small, mm-hmm. and there hasn't been many home runs hit by the opponents here. I mean, yeah. not many. I mean, we're blasting them. But the opponents, but haven't been hitting them as much as they should, because our pitching is has been pretty good. It's been pretty good. I, I know. Well, I know we came kind of came back down to earth a little bit, but overall, it's it's been decent. Because, I mean, we we're winning these games against Alabama. Who would you say that they're the best hitting opponent we've had besides maybe like Texas? Oh, uh, I mean, because they they're pretty good hitters. They they can hit pretty they're good. Okay. They're, they're they're okay. They they. Um, it's supposed to be Ole Miss, but they're awful right now. Um, I, I guess I guess so. Maybe for what maybe I've seen, they they, they gave us the most challenging hitting. Yeah, but I just uh, I think that I think that they have more film. They've they've had more time to study it. They know what our pitchers do when they do it because people have been hitting more because they know just how we pitch. I did. Um, Hear something that they were reading our pitches. They're like reading our signs and shouting stuff uh-huh. out. Yeah. And that might have been the thing that pissed him or Frank Anderson off. <laughs> that's that's something I've heard, but I can't confirm that. It, it was really confusing on why he came out of the dugout. There was a lot going on there. I couldn't tell if they were like cheering about him being Dolander getting injured or the signs or something else. I know I know Frank Anderson was pissed off about the, the zone from last night. Everyone was. Or from the Friday night game. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think um, the SEC or Tennessee filed a report to the SEC that they watched the game over it and they saw fifty-seven missed strike balls count, missed missed calls by a uh, by a uh, Jeffrey Maseus. The, yeah, you're, you're gonna know he's not so whole lot better than I am, so I can't even agree with you. I'm like, yeah, oh, sure, man. Yeah, the, that's, the guy that's his who, name. The guy who uh, who. Who ejected Tony? You know the handlebar yeah, mustache. Yeah. Oh yeah, dumbass. Golly. Which uh, he had a saga. Did you hear the feel of harassing him in the airport or something? Or I think that's made up. But. I I don't know. I just it's it's the internet and stuff's gonna get blown out of proportion. But is he the same guy that that uh, called the uh, who slid in his second? They called him out because he said it was touch his foot. Is that him? I think that was him. Yeah, I, I believe it was, was him. him. It was him. Yeah. And I was like, everyone was like. I'm just looking at it, and no how? Way. How? <laughs> we, we got screwed in the last how? game of our season. I, I'm. I, do you think Tony like wanted to make such a big scene so the SEC never sent that guy here again? Like it's too vile to him. No, um, because the SEC is going to do what SEC wants to do, re- regardless of who the teams are. Um, but. It always goes back to money and ratings, and if that gets money and ratings, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep doing it because that brings in viewership, that brings in ratings. That's true. It, I mean, it's it's that's what it's all about. It's all about ratings and viewership, and this team is is bringing in ratings, and it's being talked about. I mean, I, I have never seen, and I know that our fan base and baseball isn't an easy thing to to watch on TV. But now that there is more ways to watch it, I feel like 
this team in particular has really set the bar for for the way that like Tennessee's just going to be. Like I just think that's how they're going to be. And as long as they keep winning, that's fine. But if you keep if you start losing, you can't. You know, of course, I don't think they're going to do that if you start losing. But I just I, I think this this team is the biggest enemy in sports right now. Like I'm just. I, I really, really feel like it's, I really feel like it's raising the sport up. I mean, I, I'm is. not. I've obviously didn't really pay attention to college baseball a whole lot before Tennessee got good. I mean, I knew Vandy was a powerhouse and yada yada yada, but I don't know. There was never. I, I'm pretty sure there was never a villain. I actually heard this on a college baseball podcast. This is not like Tennessee at all, and they said that Tony Patel is really the first villain in college baseball, maybe ever. Like Tim Tim uh, Corbin at Vandy was the closest thing they had to a villain. And he's the nicest guy in the world, they say. So the the biggest the, the biggest enemy they had was so nice. And now we have a coach in the number one team in the country. And he's just kind of a guy you either hate or love. And he's definitely very aggressive. And uh it's beautiful. <laughs> I love being the bad guys. It's just so Yeah, great. I know. Did you see did you see the uh um did you see there was some tweet? <laughs> that I screenshotted and sent out after the guy deleted it because he knew he looked like an idiot. And he was talking about respect the game. You have players like Babe Ruth and and so and so. I forgot who the other guy was. Uh, I forgot who the main guy was. But he said a guy's name and someone I tweeted Ted below. Williams. Yeah, Ted Williams. Someone like tweeted below and like, didn't that guy throw dirt in the umpire's face and then run up in the crowd and attack a fan? <laughs> <laughs> and just like like get yeah. belligerently drunk after and someone was before every game. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah, but let's, like, yes, but save the game. Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like game. it glorified the past of baseball, like it was some like church setting every time. And well, I, like, I just, I just depends on what kind of church you go to, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you handling snakes? What are you doing there? Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, yeah. and, and it, it kills me because what what kills me is because they're like, oh, you're destroying the. The, the great game of, of baseball, the, the, the great game of, of football, blah, blah, or anything like that. I'm like, dude, back in the day, they did way worse things than they're doing now. Mm-hmm. They would mm-hmm. smoke cigarettes on the sideline, drink beer at halftime. Like, dude, shut up. You're totally did, wrong about this. Did you ever hear about a 10-cent beer night? And uh, for the I think it was like the Cleveland Indians in the 70s, they had 10-cent beer night. And um, it was – it was a disaster. Uh, they also packed the stadium out, and everyone got <laughs> drunk. And in the eighth inning, I think the fans stormed the field and were like trying to fight players. And like when I mean fans stormed the field, I don't mean like like ten or twenty. I mean like twenty thousand fans stormed the field. And I think it resulted in about twenty thousand arrests by the end of the night. And good gracious, hospitals packed to the gills. I think Lindsey Nelson should do ten cent beer nights. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I it's already, it's already, that? it's already seems like it with our capacity. Could you imagine? Could you, okay, could you imagine that? Imagine <laughs> if they put a baseball the- diamond in Neyland Stadium and had ten cent beer night, and we're playing Florida and <laughs> Arkansas. Let's play Arkansas, dude. Yes, next time we play Arkansas, we have to have ten cent beer night and put a diamond in Neyland Stadium and just oh my let gosh. nature happen. What? What if like during the. Uh- Florida game and Neyland this year. Is that what you just said, Neyland? Yeah. You, yeah. You, but you said Arkansas for baseball. What? <laughs> we had Tinsent Beer Night for Florida in <laughs> Neyland. You thought Could Ole Miss is bad? You, yeah, you thought Ole Miss is bad. Holy hell. There's like, one questionable oh, offside call, and the whole stadium just comes out. <laughs> 
the whole stadium just like erupts and like storms up fields and beating the hell out. The amount of money you'd have to pay an official to call that game. Listen, guys, I know it's Florida and Tennessee, but listen, I know you're refereeing this game, but we just want to warn you beforehand, beforehand it's 10 cent beer night at Neyland. So, at where? Just, <laughs> who are they playing? Florida? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't oh, know why that's so funny. He's He calls his kid on the cell phone right before he runs out of the tunnel. Baby, I love you. I just, I love, I love you. I love you. I, I wish we could have seen my kids grow, grow up more, but they're paying me a lot of money because it's 10 cent beer I just, the, the, the things that are popping in my head. The things that are popping in my head. Danny White just sitting there looking at his masterpiece. Yeah. No, Danny yes. White sitting there, sitting there drunk as well. It's just like, yeah. dude, oh my nice God. Can you imagine him drunk? Can you imagine him drunk? He might be the last person I can ever picture drunk. <laughs> looks like. But could you imagine the tailgates? Everyone's like, nah, dude. I didn't buy a 12 pack because it was $12.99. I'm, I'm saving myself yeah. 10 cent beers in there. Yeah, and then they get a whole bunch of them, just like Stone Cold Steve and Steve Austin and the bastards. <laughs> it's just like the whole freaking stadium is just busting like loose out there, man. That'd be <laughs> holy crap. That'd be funny. And, and at the same time, they're like, we already would have filled up the stadium. This is so unnecessary. <laughs> they were already gonna be drunk. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Holy crap. All right. <laughs> oh. I want to move. Uh, I think that, that would be like, oh, we had um, this random, but uh, not really random. It kind of relates. In 1959, I think we were playing Chattanooga and we lost. And the whole stadium, it was chaos. There was like fire starting and someone flipped a police car into the river. <laughs> it was, it'd be something like that. So it was like the same night when Kevin left. Mm-hmm. Basically the same night. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. God, ten cent beer night. Let's just get that that going on Twitter. Ten cent beer. <laughs> Hashtag ten cent beer night. We'll be that. Um. All right. Anyways, that in Bristol. That's really cool. Um. Let's let's transition into our next topic. And this is, I'm kind of excited about this topic. Um. We're gonna do uh, players in games that you may have forgotten about. And let's start out with games, and we'll get to players. Austin, you have you have some games, and this I is have getting, some games. Yeah, this is this is probably going to be this is probably going to be uh, mainly football. But if you got some other ones, throw them in there. Um, but we'll start out with games. I have a couple written down, but I know you probably have a lot more than me. Um, so, what is a game that most fans have probably forgotten about that was just so good? Okay, this over- is a, overlooked. This is a personal favorite of mine. I don't know why. I just I'm weird. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible season. One of the worst seasons ever. But there's a good game, game in a bad there's season. There's one. There's one game. One game where it was pretty fun, and I just it, it it was a lot of fun. It was weird and fun. Um, 2011 Vanderbilt. That was good. James Franklin. Uh, we haven't won a C game all season. Tyler Bray just came back from breaking his thumb against Georgia. Remember, he missed like four or five games where he had to use Matt Sims and Justin Worley. We we had a we had a kicker who was uh, on the soccer team before that, <laughs> and uh, it was just a whole crap 
it was a just a it was a shit show of the season. That's yeah. the perfect way to describe. Justin Hunter was out for the out for the year. Derek Rogers, I think, missed some time, but was back for that game. I remember I watched on it was on ESPNU, and the camera angles it were terrible. oh that was horrible. It was like that side that, that like low side angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was horrible. It was train wreck. It was like our baseball, and they show it from the outfield. It was just terrible. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know how that happened. Like there were so many times where I was like I wish I could see a replay. Or I wish I could see what's actually happening. But no, this is like the weirdest angle. I never. I, I have never seen that. Even like when we play like uh, Georgia's like Georgia State or something like that, or like we're back then, it would still be a better camera angle than that. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. But I remember. Uh, I think Derek Rogers had a crazy. One handed catch in the side of the end zone. Like he did. And that mm-hmm. was I think that, that tied the game. It went to overtime and it ended on an Eric Gordon pick six. And the official thought he was down on the on the interception. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh yeah. Because his shoe came off. His shoe came off. And he fell and he went he stumbled, but he didn't his knee didn't touch. But they blew the whistle like he did. And but the, the crowd space, was so the crowd was so loud though. You couldn't even hear yeah. it. I mean, you could on but camera, but they you could you know, on the replay. They replayed yeah. it, and they couldn't the replay. And the replay states, or the rule states, if there's a whistle blown, that's not a touchdown. But his knee didn't touch, so they just said Tennessee won. I know, and Jan- I remember James Franklin losing his mind mm. over that call. And I, mm-hmm. I remember, I remember specifically just like sitting there on my couch watching. And I was like, dude, we're about to lose this damn game. And Eric Gordon jumps in front of that pass. And his shoe comes off. You see his white sock, and you just see him get it, and you just see the crowd erupt. I mean, the crowd's going crazy, man. And and he's just running down the field, and no one's running behind him really because he's just so far ahead. And then you look over at the camera. It goes to James Franklin. He is losing his mind. Glasses are just, like, coming off his face, and he's, like, bloodshot red. He's, <laughs> he's like, so, you got to review this. you got so to review this. To beat. He's so fun yeah. to beat because he just hates yeah. he He's such a – like a rules police and just the ultimate like yeah. flip out of that kind of stuff. He's so it looks like a, he looks like a gym teacher, like literally yeah. like a gym teacher. Or like, uh, just, uh, what was it? Okay, later in the locker room, have you ever seen the locker room footage from that game? Uh, uh-uh. no, they're well, doing. Oh, they, they end up singing. We don't give a damn about the whole school of Vanderbilt. Which <laughs> you don't have to you don't sing that song. I mean, just let's sing let's sing that for bigger opponents, okay? <laughs> let's sing the we don't give a damn song. I mean, we did have one opponents. SEC win, so yeah, yeah, we were really Whatever. you could tell we were really tell bad. We, you could tell we were celebrating like it, like 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 we just yeah. won a war, but because yeah. uh, <laughs> the year was so bad. Yeah. But, um, oh, what was uh, Link or Derek Dooley shouts in the back of the locker room. I don't. I don't want thing that Tennessee always kicks the shit out of Vandy. Yeah, <laughs> Dooley was a treasure, man. He was a terrible coach, but his interviews. Oh my gosh, were so funny. I love the oh dude. His interviews hilarious. He's such a likable guy, dude. Imagine if he would have had a defense. Mm. Uh, that one year with Tyler Bray, two thousand twelve. Yeah, and imagine that. I mean, people bring that up all the time, but seriously, imagine if he had South a defense. Siri. South yeah, Missouri. holy crap. He would yeah, he would have probably won the SEC championship. So times we hired hired guys from Bama. Uh they gave us the worst defense in Tennessee history. Mm-hmm. And then they gave us the worst season in the most bizarre like situation in SEC history with Jeremy Pruitt. 
I mean, every time you hire a guy from Bama, it's a train wreck in our yeah. case. And you think you'd learn. You think you learn. I, I hope we have learned. Yeah. I've got a game. I don't necessarily think it's really forgotten about, but people don't bring it up as, as, as much as they should. The 2013 South Carolina game. I think it was Butch Jones' first year. Uh, and it was all those crazy catches by Marquez North. And what, what a player Marquez North could have been if he said healthy. Um, but that was one of the most more exciting games in England that I've seen because the crowd was so ready just for anything positive to happen, and it did. Um, I feel like that game is a little bit under underappreciated. For yeah. How, because Worley was nothing special. Justin Worley was out there, and he just – didn't really have a great arm, so he just kind of threw it up to Marquez North at the time, and it worked. And he had Rajon Neal. I really liked Rajon Neal. I thought he was pretty good, pretty good back. He was north and yeah. south back. He never really did any any shaking or anything like that. But that was a fun, fun, fun game. It it was. And do you remember what happened? It wasn't the week before. It was two weeks before because we had a bye week. But you remember what happened two weeks before that game? That was the uh, the Georgia heartbreak overtime. Yeah, we almost beat Georgia. So mm-hmm. it was a nice rebound from that. Yeah, it was. It and was. really, it's, it's crazy how close that team was from really being a pretty good team, like multiple mm-hmm. top 25 upsets. Because I don't think it was a Butch, Butch Jones being such a good coach rallying that team. I think, honestly, he held them back because, I don't know, if I were Butch, I would have found a quarterback in the portal or something. Or I don't know. There really wasn't a thing back then. There I mean, was, it was a portal back there. I mean, you got to sit out a year, blah, 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 all that bull crap. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, but he couldn't run his offense really with Worley. He tried to run Worley like he was Josh Dobbs, and Worley cannot do Josh Dobbs things, and that's why it was mm-hmm. such a train wreck. But our, oh, our O-line was great that year. That's what I remember because that's the one thing Dooley had done pretty well, except for he didn't stop the cupboard. He had, but he had to get off the line at the time. Yeah. I remember, yeah, that was it. He he didn't recruit any offensive linemen in 2011, but he had a he had a good one that year. I've got I've got 13. I've got one more Dooley game, and it's forgotten about because it was just such a blowout. But that Dooley year when they when everyone was so hyped because they had Hunter, uh, Derek Rogers, Tyler Bray, all of them was that Ole Miss game where Ole Miss came in mm-hmm. with. Uh, Oh my gosh, who was a quarterback? Uh, Jeremiah Masoli came in with Jeremiah Masoli. Jeremiah Masoli. It was like, oh man, you better watch out for Ole Miss and Tennessee kicked the piss out of them. And that mm-hmm. place was rocking. I was there, and it was it was a deflected pass over the middle from Tyler Bray to Justin Hunter, and mm-hmm. he went all the way for like seventy something yards, and that just set the tone of the game, and the game was over. I mean, that was amazing. We made Jeremiah Masoli look like an idiot out there. Yeah, I remember he threw a pick six to Eric Gordon, actually. Funny. Mm-hmm. Another. Uh, and I think Tor and Poole had like an 80 yard run in that game. It was just a total, total. Beat down. Beat down. down. And, and it was uh, coming off of that blowout of Memphis where we just started um, Tyler Bray. Yeah. It was like we just realized, hey, we should probably start this really good quarterback. Okay. Let's see how that goes. And it went really I was, well. I was at that game, that Memphis, Memphis. game, then, then the Ole Miss game. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't both those. I was there for Tyler Bray's first start. And he wow. just ripped them apart. And he was that, he that was so the, good. That was the game, real quick, before we move on to your next one. That was the game where Eric Berry 
came down from his safety spots. I think the, I think the quarterback for Memphis was Will Hodges, if I remember correctly. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. I think his name is Will Hodges. And Eric Berry runs down to the line and stops and looks at Will Hodges and like kind of kind of like pumps pumps up like that. And Will Hodges stands up and he like looks over and he starts audibling. Eric Berry runs backwards again. And then Will Hodges switches the play back to, back what it was originally. And Eric Berry runs back up again. And Will Hodges keeps the same play. And then as soon as Will Hodges hikes the ball, Eric Berry sprints backwards and picks it off. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was the most it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I was like, he knew the play and he screwed with that quarterback so badly. That was I was oh. unreal to watch. I was like, that guy is insane. That guy is oh. unreal. Dude, there there might not be a player. That was just more fun to watch on the defensive side of the ball than Eric Berry. Because, like, the other guys, you kind of know what they're going to do, but Eric Berry, uh-huh. there's so many options with him. Like, Al Wilson, you know he's going to hit you hard and, and just be a total head, head, head hunter out there. Mm-hmm. And But Eric Berry, you don't know if he's going to slip back in there and get an interception. You don't know if he's going to drive into you and just, just make you rethink your life life's decisions when he hits you. <laughs> and, yeah. And he just had there was there was no he was so fun to watch too because he always knew what like he was analyzing and thinking during the plays and it was almost like a quarterback back back there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, right. what you got? My my next game is. Let's see which one should I go with? You know what? I don't feel like this game gets talked enough about. Everyone talks about ninety five when we beat Bama the first year. Peyton had the start against Bama. I think he might start in 94. I'm not too sure. But uh, in 95, when we beat Bama, obviously, and Joey Kent first first play, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the game that always gets remembered. But the following year, 96, which was a great year, um, we had a great game with Bama and beat them. It was it was rainy, Neyland, which I love. I love 330, uh, like late October, early November, Neyland. That's the, my favorite Neyland, like 98 mm-hmm. floor, 98, I mean, 98 Arkansas. Uh, Neyland just looks so beautiful in those kind of days, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was a tight game. I think Bama had the lead for a good bit of it, but d- our defense was just holding them still the whole time. And was it Goodrich? Was that who had the uh, – or no, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't Dwayne Goodrich. Okay, I'm trying. To it wasn't. Think. It, was, it wasn't Dwayne Goodrich. The pick I, know, six. I know Terry yeah, Fair. Terry Fair. Terry Fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry Fair. It was a. It was a pick six against Bama that I think gave us a lead in the fourth quarter, and you just see him get to the end zone and hit the wall of the back of the end zone, and then like Larry Little come in and shove him deeper in the wall, and it just looked like the most painful dog pile ever. And their shoulder pads are so freaking huge, and just it looks like. Cars crashing in NASCAR <laughs> in the end zone. It was I have never seen anything like that. And the crowd yeah, is just going insane. Those, those big pads, big numbers, dude. Like it, those are those are classic. Just, I mean, why classic. can't we just do that again? Just make them look like transformers out there. That'd be the that's, mm-hmm. that's what we should do, man. It, mm-hmm. They're not supposed to look like real people. It's not supposed no. to look like something that real people can do. I love Larry, I love Al Wilson and Larry Little because they look like they look they don't look like they could be people, you know. I don't, I don't, I can't picture that guy like in normal settings. Like, <laughs> they're not real watching, people. When I watch them on the field, I just can't, like, that looks like a, a, like, 
like Master Chief coming at me in Halo. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's so terrifying. I've got another game that just ran, randomly popped in my head, and it's another it's another blowout game. Uh, I think it's Dooley again. I don't know why I keep bringing up Dooley, but whatever. Um, that Cincinnati game. Yeah, when Bush Jones coached game. for Cincinnati, and they're like, "Oh, you better watch out for Cincinnati." I think they're running back with Snead or somebody like that. I can't remember. Like, you better watch out for Snead and and uh, was it Polar Zach Polaris that was a quarterback? I can't I can't remember. It might have been. I'm not That's... sure. Um. They're like, yeah, you better watch out. Tennessee better watch out for Cincinnati coming to Neyland. And we just absolutely destroyed them. That was another game that kind of gets overlooked. That was fun. Yeah, it does. I, and I'll never forget the classic photo of uh, Derek Rogers. He catches the pass in the end zone. And his Ooh. helmet comes off. And he goes like. And you see him like. I, I love it. I love when a guy's helmet falls off. That's the best. Those photos are the best. Like one of, my other favorite, one of my favorite photos is I think the 2000 Alabama game. It was Casey Clawson's first ever SEC start, and he's getting sacked, and he just won't go down. Like, he will not go down, and they rip his helmet off. And you see him just, like, three Bama guys dragging him, and he's yeah. got his helmet off. It's just such an amazing photo. Casey Clawson yeah. was a very photogenic quarterback. He has the uh, <laughs> he has nice the, uh, he has the uh, arm, like, extended against 2003 Bama, you know? You've yeah. seen that photo. Mm-hmm. And uh, – I think he had some. He had a great one or two against uh, Miami in two thousand one or two thousand. No, it was oh three, oh three Miami. He, he uh, my favorite thing about Clawson was like he just would not go down. I love a quarterback that gets hit and just stands in the pocket, kind of like Big Ben back in the day, just like so absorbs the hit and keeps yeah. trying to pass it. That's my favorite. I love, mm-hmm. I love that. Like that makes me respect a dude so much when he's not just falling down. He's gonna stand there like a statue. Our friend uh, Mustard chimes in again and says, Troy, Tennessee, 2012 was pretty good. Holy crap. 55-48. That was the game where Corderell Patterson had that stupid catch and run where he just ran circles around the entire team. Do you remember that? That was a joystick. It was a human joystick. I mean, he would stop, turn around, go the other direction, stop, turn around, go the other direction. That was the most insane Catch and run I've ever seen that didn't score a touchdown. That, I wish it that game was so special because, uh, because you never see an offense like that have to try so hard to win a game against a bad defense. You know, usually yeah. they go up by like a few touchdowns and okay, we can, we can take our foot off the, off the gas, you know. But our defense was so terrible that it just let Troy back into the game. I think we let at, I think by 20 at some point. And, but, Troy came swarming back because that defense literally could not yep. stop anything. I, I never have seen a defense that bad. And the, I think they said the, it was the worst defense in school history and maybe oh, SEC history. One of the worst in SEC history. I don't even except, know how it was that bad. It didn't make any sense. It was really bad. So, so bad. All right, give me one more game that we're going to move on to uh, players you've probably forgotten about. Give me one more. I am going to go with looking at my list. Let's go 2007 Arkansas. That was one of the worst beatdowns I've ever was. And this is not, I'm not saying this because Arkansas is in my head or nothing. No, no one's <laughs> like that. How are you? God help me. No, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so exhausted by those people because they just, 
and, and the worst part of that is if you interact with one of them in your comments, Twitter thinks you, oh, you like Arkansas stuff now, and starts flooding my feed with Arkansas. And my God, they talk about our program a lot. I mean, where in their heads? Big time. I, I, I looked up Tony Vitello on uh, just Twitter search and put latest, you know. Uh, and I was like ESPN uh, Little Rock shows all like doing segments on him. And I was like, right now I'm like, should he have had a longer, uh, longer uh, suspension? This seems no. like too low. I'm like, no. Oh my it's God, the same guys. suspension. It's the same suspensions in Major League Baseball as it is Tony got. So okay, so they just swept LSU. I know we're just. I know I'm going back to baseball real fast, but it's okay. We'll, they just we'll swept. They just swept LSU, right, in baseball. That's a big deal for them, right? Yeah. Imagine if the day after we uh, – that's basically like we just beat uh, Kentucky in basketball, right? That's right. basically like we, on the road. Let's just say on the road because it was a sweep, um, and LSU is pretty good. So basically we just blew out Kentucky on the road. And imagine if we're just talking about some uppers Pearl did the whole day, the whole Monday after that. Because that's what basically Arkansas yeah. fans are doing by talking yeah. about Tony this much after their team just did something great. They're obsessed because they know they're scared. Yeah, and you, I you, guess you don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the word scared, but they know. They know we're the best, and they hate that because they mm-hmm. want to be the best, and they're not. So, and they hate him. They hate Tony, they and they hate, hate us because we're so yep. we're very arrogant. We're we're everything they're not. Uh-huh. Uh huh. True. Did you hear true. what uh, the uh, their players said after the uh, sweep of LSU? They said we we're, we want to we're looking forward to Hoover and meeting a team that's top of the East right now. Yeah, it's like I did. We're not even thinking about you, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean we've already beat you, so we're. It's like that. Uh, it's like that uh, meme with uh, from Mad Men. He's like, I feel sorry for you. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> or, <laughs> I don't even think about you. Yeah, or something like that. So what happened? In the 2007 Arkansas game, Paint the we picture. absolutely destroyed them. I, uh, it was it was Ainge, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, yep, it was Ainge. I think we had like two different touchdowns. It was insane. Like the announcers couldn't even say anything. It was it was they were watching the worst SC beatdowns they've ever seen, and Houston not just sit there on the sideline like he had no. <laughs> I remember yeah. there was one. I think they, he. Arkansas had completed a pass for like 20 yards and he's running and he gets hit and it's right on the sidelines. So you're like right there. And I can't remember the player who picked it up, but someone picked it up and ran it 40 yards into the end zone to go up by 30 in the first half. And it was just like, yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> I, I don't, it, it was insane to even think that ball didn't go out of bounds because it was right there. And it just, it was almost like God did not want them to have that. <laughs> It was, it was a beautiful game, and I think Arian Foster had a couple of big touchdowns in it. And it was it was so funny to watch Houston with, Nutt. With I, don't hate, I don't hate yeah. I don't hate Houston Nutt really that much, but it was just so funny to watch it. Just, <laughs> it just <laughs> not like, know what to do. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, man. Sorry, bad situation. Um, so we could probably go all day talking about games that we've forgotten. But I want to get to players we've forgotten because I got quite a lengthy list. And it, they're pretty recent players because I was going through the list. And I was like, God, I forgot about him. I forgot about him. Nothing else, not necessarily like really forgot about them, but I just like, you don't think about it. You don't think about them or you just, you, well, I guess you forgot. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with my first player and then you can 
uh, name off some players. My first is Nick Ravase. Remember Nick Ravase? Oh my God! Yes, I remember. Nick He's Ravaze. forgotten about a lot. I mean, he he was so good, and he was a walk on, right? Yeah, he was. He's like I five think, nine. He was. A he was a. He was a legacy player, wasn't he? he? His his dad was the legendary kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Claude Ravez. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure he was a walk on. Someone correct me if I am wrong. Might have been but yeah, it was family member. Yeah, yeah. But someone, someone correct me if I'm wrong. But Nick Ravez, I'm pretty sure he was a walk on, and that he was like five nine. He wasn't very big. Dude was good. Dude was really good. He was one of those guys you just you wouldn't think much of, but he 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 always it never felt like he took a playoff. You know, you never Mm -hmm. questioned if he was giving effort, and he didn't play in the best teams. I think 2010 was senior year, uh, and you never questioned how if he was going to give him a lot of effort. He, he was he was he was he was kind of a fan favorite because mm-hmm. one of those underrated guys. He, <laughs> this is something you always say about a like a white receiver. He's got a lot of heart. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the fastest out there. He's, he's not got, the fastest. But it comes. He gets 110. percent 100. God, I hate that. How do you go above 100 percent? Um. All right. Do you have do you, do you have one? Oh, I have one or two. Let me let me let me look at my list and. You know, I feel like someone gets overlooked because this is one of those uh, duly era players too, and uh, he's overlooked and didn't get like as much recognition at the time because the team wasn't that good. But he was putting up good stats, and he went on to have a pretty good career after that. And that's uh Michael Michael Rivera. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, Southern. I forgot about him. He yeah. was really good, Michael. Ver- he, uh, yeah, he played for the um, Raiders for a while. He's pretty good. He was, mm-hmm. he was good. He, he was, was really good. good. Yeah, he was. He was stout, yeah. man. I, I've got one. David Oku. 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 <laughs> he didn't last very long. No, he didn't. A lot of people have probably forgotten about David Oku. He was supposed to be like this. All that was Lane Kiffin here. He was supposed to be like his all-purpose, like monster back, and he never did anything. He never did much, but people tried to get him to do something. And get him that confidence because they were excited about him. Like, oh god, we got David Oku. He was like a really high four star, almost five star, uh, all purpose back. But he was he was a good one. Um, that I was. Feel like we, I feel like we have a lot of guys like that. Like you, oh, if you could just get into it, man, he'd be so good. Like Khalil McKenzie and all those guys. Like, you want to know someone who was really good? I, I got my list. I've got a bunch of names written down, um, but people forget about him too. Tiny Richardson. Antonio Richardson. Oh, yeah, Antonio. He was he never went pro because of his knees, but he, he never was, went pro. Oh, wow. I mean, he did, but he didn't. He didn't. He never made yeah. a team because it was his knees. I think it went to. Uh, I can't remember went to. But anyway, he never made it. But he was a yeah, I think so. But he was a really good college player. Oh, he was a really college good college player. I, I really, remember really, he really was matched up with Jadavion Clowney in that 2013 game we were just yep. talking about, mm-hmm. and they had a whole storyline like they, they were like saying shit to each other before the game, and like because uh, I think he got the best of him in the 2012 game when uh, Clowney broke away from Antonio to strip Bray, strip Bray on a on a strip yeah. sack, yep. and that, that was, was the that was a ball game. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the and, quarterback? The quarterback debacle, um, and this is one of the quarterbacks. Remember Nick Stevens? Oh my god, 20, 2009 or two thousand eight? It was one of those. It, no, it was the year with when he kept. It was Fulmer, I believe, Nick Stevens, oh, yeah. because he couldn't figure out. It was like Jimmy, not Jimmy, uh, Rick Lawson, 
Was it Rick? Mm-hmm. What's Claus? Rick Clawson. Uh, somebody else and Nick Steven. They could not figure out who to was be quarterback. Wasn't Crompton? Wasn't Crompton in there too? Yes. Yeah. And yeah that was when Crompton was horrible. This is 2008. This is definitely 2008. Yeah, 2008. I mean, Nick yeah, Stevens was one of the quarterbacks. Angeles. He was in that little cycle of quarterbacks. Nick Stevens, a little redhead kid. <laughs> He was he was in the, the cycle of quarterbacks. People forget about uh, him too. He's a player. That was a year before I started of. watching, but I, I watched yeah. back. I think that was the 2008 Georgia game. I think he was starting. We just lost Austin, but he will return in a second. Um, but another, another player um, that I have on my list is Marlon Lane. I don't know. Marlon Lane does not get the credit. Austin is back. Um, That's I our was first just t- one. I know. There's our first one. We always lose each other at some point. But one of my ones that I was just about to bring up before you um, got kicked off here was he doesn't get enough credit for the plays that he actually made is Marlon Lane. Yes. No Marlon. one mentions or ever brings him up. He had some good play. He was really slow, but he was he made plays. He would always get caught from behind. But he was He was sneaky fast, but once he hit his top speed, he was slow. And uh, finished his career with a passing touchdown. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, can you tell me the guy he passed it to? Vic Wharton. Vic Wharton. Do you remember that? Holy crap! Vic, I couldn't remember that. Vic I remember the Wharton. Vic Wharton. He played at Independence High School in Nashville. He played with Rashad Golden in high school. Wow. Vic Wharton did. I think Vic yep. finished his career at Cal. If I Cal. Right. He went to yeah. Cal. Wow. I remember seeing him on uh, some late night Pac-12 football. Like, hey, that guy! I that yeah, guy. Uh, I think he hated Butch. I think both those guys hated Butch. Yeah, they, Marlon they Lane did. did an interview. I remember talking so much crap about how Butch made him play injured and cost him a career. Jeez, my goodness! Um, I got it. here's a good one that that I almost forget about. Austin Johnson, dude, he he, uh, he made some big plays, some crucial was, plays. No. You don't remember him? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. He played um, fullback for the for the Saints for a while, didn't he? He played fullback, and then he came into Tennessee as a linebacker, moved to yeah. to like fullback slash tight end role. He had a bunch of catches like right over the middle because he was he would sneak out and get over the middle. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I, I definitely yeah, remember. Pretty, awesome sure a, pretty sure he had a long one for a touchdown when Tennessee wore their first ever black and orange jerseys. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, the story behind that, uh, I think Crompton. The interview, I think it was with uh, so someone, maybe Volquist, and it was like a recapping that game. And apparently, Lane Kevin told them on Monday's practice that he will be open for a touchdown, the first offensive play against uh, South Carolina. And uh, play number one. And, and Austin Johnson or Crompton said he didn't really believe him. And he's like, I don't know that. I don't know if it's going to be open. I don't know if it's going to be open. And play number one. Uh, Austin Johnson down the middle touchdown. I, rem- I remember that. I remember that. And Rainey's back. Yeah, I'm back. Here I am. Um, <laughs> fix that. I heard uh, most of it. That's weird how, how it does that, how I, I disappear. And then I can hear the majority of what you say, but I still got to come back. But it, it's always, if you're ever watching the live stream or listening to the podcast, we will always disappear at the very end. I don't know what goes on, some glitch or something. We got to figure it out. Yes. I have no idea what it is, but we always disappear at the very end as we're about to be at the end of our podcast. It's kind of right. like, uh, it's kind of like <laughs> a, when you're, when you're driving in kind of a secluded place or like middle of nowhere 
and you know the cell service is going to go out soon and you don't know when and you're on you might be on the phone you know and yeah. you're waiting for that moment like, Damn, yep that you're waiting going. for it you're waiting and, for it okay i'm going to give you one more and okay. this is a this is a db that played for in the bush Jones years and had a really underrated moment um actually several that's malik foreman a lot of people forget about him the guy from kingsport and yeah. there was a moment that was so big but it will be forgotten because of how the rest Texas, of the game went. Texas A&M game. Well, that too. That too. The, the, the punch out from behind. But do you remember um, he had an interception against Georgia on their second to last drive of the game? And uh, that was the game ceiling interception. If we, get, if we could have just gotten the first down. Oh, I, yeah. Once we get the ball I do remember that. I do remember that. I, I do Wasn't that, that so huge? Like, Georgia was driving, and he got the interception with two minutes to go with the lead. Like, our defense was playing their ass off. And freaking uh, – then they, then they get the ball back, and Mike Abernathy ruins it. I've like, got another – I got another defensive player during, I think uh, – I think it was Dooley, maybe early Butch. I know it was Dooley. Remember Byron Moore? Yes, he's on my list. He's on your list. Byron yeah. Moore, dude. Byron that Moore. Is, he was such an underrated player. Mm. He was really good, Byron Moore. I and remember I always really, liked how big he was. He was big. He was a big dude. He, he, was, he, was, he, he used to be really big on Twitter and interact with everybody, but I don't know where he went. He's just kind of, kind of doing his own thing. I'm going to throw some that. He had that pick six against Georgia, and that was yeah. so big, but – we also didn't pull the game off. He had he had that he had that interception against uh, NC State in that opening game, and he tripped on yes. the turf with no one around him. He would have gone all no, the way. No, no, that was Prentice Wagner. No, it wasn't. It was Byron Moore. Yeah, sure. I know it was Byron Moore. Sorry. No, I'm pretty sure Byron Moore picked that off and ran well, it back and tripped on his own we, on the we, turf. We, 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 already we will figure that out, but I think it was <laughs> Byron Moore. Sure I'm pretty sure. I think it was Byron Moore. We'll see. We'll, see. Was way. But, uh, uh, we'll look it we'll up. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll look it up. I'll never forget um, that though. Tripping in the middle of the field. Do you have um only for the balls? Do you have one more? I got several. I'm just gonna throw out there I right, mean, before we, right before we I got this. several. Uh the guy that I isn't underrated like in the grand scheme of things, but I feel like doesn't get talked enough about his time at Tennessee. And that's Gerard Mayo. Draw Mayo. I, he, I almost put him, put him on my list if it wasn't for his NFL career. Obviously, yeah, you know about him now, but no one ever talks about what they he did, did it. for the Vols. They did it. He was so good. So I remember, good. I remember someone, I was watching the 2007 LSU SEC championship game and threw up his stats, and I think he led like almost in the, the SEC in so many categories. It was, just, it was just such a beast, and the only reason that team got to Atlanta. I'm, I'm oh, gonna, them, they they would have gone seven and five. I'm gonna throw out two defensive players real quick. Herman Lathers and Dan Williams. Dude, Dan Dan Williams. I, was, I, I uh, bowling balls. Dude, I love bowling Dan ball. Williams. He's bowling he, ball. He came, in, he came in so hard every time. And Herman Herman was so underrated, man. That, Herman that guy, Lathers was good. He was he him and Reves at linebacker for that 2010 season. Do you remember so this huge. name? Do you remember this name? Omar Gaither. Remember Omar Gaither? I no. When did he play? No, he was linebacker too. Huh. Um, and then I got some more written down. It kind of goes with uh, David Oku, uh, in the in the Lane Kiffin era. Uh, Newkees Richardson and Bryce Brown. Bryce Brown, uh, like what could have been, but it wasn't. Never yeah, was. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he finished his career. 
at I think AM. Is that right? Bryce Brown? No, it was Kansas State. Oh. I'm thinking of Chris Brown. Yeah, it was oh yeah, the the yeah. tight end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bryce Brown went to Kansas State and did absolutely nothing. And then he had a couple pretty good years in the NFL with the Eagles. Hmm. Um and then I got I got a couple others. I got Jansen Jackson. What could have been if he didn't be completely just dumb? Um, and then of course I got I got Prentice Wagner, Gerard Askew. Gerard Askew, Prentice Wagner, man. That, Prentice Wagner was legit. I got good. I got I got a couple more. I got Luke Stocker. I feel like no one ever. Oh wow, Luke he's Stocker. yeah, he's overrated. Yeah, he, he was such uh, a great tight end. He played forever. underrated, not overrated. Underrated. Yeah. yeah, he was really good for the. Uh, for Tennessee, didn't he? Is he still kind of playing? Or is that he's like, he's on and off. I don't think he plays anymore. But he played for the Titans for a couple of years. I think Austin he's kind of, Rogers. I think, That's the guy. No one talks. Yeah, about. Okay, Zach Rogers. I wouldn't put him. Or I wouldn't brother. put wouldn't put him on this list. Austin. I wouldn't put the Rogers brothers on this list. I think the pe- people remember them pretty well. The Rogers I brothers. Remember. I think. I don't know. You could. You could. Okay, this is this is one that kind of just hit me. Uh, any offensive lineman from 1998 in the 90s altogether, I feel like I can't name an offensive lineman, and they were amazing. Yeah. And they won national title, and yeah. I, I can't remember them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. We could well, again. We could go all day on this uh, yeah. with the with the people forgetting certain games and players. I mean, we can go all day, but. Uh, We'll think of something more creative like this next week. I mean, that was fun. I like, I love doing this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I love it. Uh, just pure, pure nostalgia, just going back and list, like listing mm-hmm. off stuff. It's it's fun. Um, but thanks for joining this podcast. It was a fun one. I enjoyed it. Austin, it was good to talk to you. Hopefully, Lacey will be back next week if she doesn't have to work. But one uh, day we'll see. If she still exists. Yeah. <laughs> Rumor she, has what, it she's still alive somewhere. Yeah. So, but yeah, thanks for joining the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and we are going to get out of here. Peace out, homie. Peace out.